Perspective for Parents presents The Procrastination Posse. In this episode, Sergeant Pain Predictor. Sergeant Pain Predictor. This member of the Procrastination Posse is a loud, aggressive, urgent, pessimistic, and commanding presence in the lives of many. This fierce and forceful member doesn't even refer to this group as the Procrastination Posse. He says that description, that title, it's not impressive or imposing enough. Instead, the sergeant declares that he is, in fact, the highest ranking officer of the Delay Brigade, the Stall Squad, or the Postpone Platoon. Sergeant Payne Predictor's mission and method is simple and straightforward. He demands your attention and orders you to procrastinate so that you can avoid the severe pain, the anguish, agony, the absolute torment that would be experienced by doing the task you are currently avoiding. The sergeant expects you to respect his authority when he orders you to avoid the misery that will occur by starting, continuing, or completing the task. In fact, he doesn't even describe the task as a task. He instead tries to convince you that it's actually going to be torture. Now, here are a few of Sergeant Payne Predictor's signature sayings. That right there, that is going to suck. And, Private, are you even capable of understanding just how much anguish awaits? If you foolishly take action? And, are you stupid or something? Don't you remember how much you hate doing that? And, avoid the agony, private. And, you are intolerable. And so is that thing that you're thinking about doing. And, private, you don't possess the pain tolerance to even begin to think about taking that on. And finally, you want the truth? The truth is, this is going to be torture, and you can't handle the truth. Okay, so that was fun. Uh, Let's now take a closer look at Sergeant Payne Predictor's tricks and tactics. The sergeant uses loathsome language, extreme, negative, and painful language to describe the tasks that you know you should be doing but are currently avoiding. With the aid of hyperbolic language, he wants you to envision. But more important than that, he wants you to feel the pain of his hellacious hypotheticals. He is so quick to remind you. Actually, the sergeant isn't much a fan of uh, of reminders. He wants to convince you that you hate doing that task. And if the task is a new one, he will use the fear of the unknown to predict extreme pain. I mean, high, high levels of discomfort that would be truly unbearable. His intensely negative language about known and unknown tasks takes advantage of our basic human wiring. Remembering that emotions tell us to do one of three things, avoid, approach, or attack. The sergeant knows this about us. He knows that if he can get us to believe that the task will be painful, well then, we will obviously choose the most appropriate of those A's. That appropriate A being Avoidance. Remember, avoid the agony, private. It is our natural reaction. 
our default mode to avoid pain. By focusing on pain, the sergeant uses our more primitive wiring against us. In order to get us to really focus and then feel the pain, the sergeant likes to direct our attention to the most negative parts of any given process. And another trick he deploys is when he will pull up the most uncomfortable or painful experience you have ever had with that specific task or any other task that he thinks is similar enough to affirm the accuracy of his prediction of pain. So that's a bit about Sergeant Pain Predictor. I know he sounds formidable, but I've got good news. You can learn to outmaneuver the sergeant, and here's how you can do it. For starters, tell him to calm down. Chill out. Take a chill pill, Sarge. Because in actuality, he's much more dramatic than he is accurate. Unfortunately, when we imagine doing something difficult, avoidance pathways in our brain light up. And these are the same areas of the brain that get activated when we feel actual physical pain. These older and quicker regions of our brain find these differences indistinguishable. Fortunately, we have something called the prefrontal cortex, or PFC. This PFC can help us to distinguish these differences and then determine that this task is not something that is actually dangerous. I like to say that the prefrontal cortex can help us to distinguish the difference between danger and its distant cousin of discomfort. The best tactic to strengthen this ability of the prefrontal cortex is to practice mindfulness. The practice of mindfulness has been shown to reduce procrastination. One of the reasons for this reduction is that mindfulness helps us to decipher the difference between danger and discomfort. The practice of mindfulness can be the most helpful technique to begin to see Sergeant Payne Predictor's alerts as what they actually are, a false alarm. And in turn, if we do this, we don't need to experience these alerts as a code red emergency that authorizes avoidance. Okay, so that mindful method is about prevention and early intervention with the Sarge. But let's now get into what can be done if the sergeant has already convinced you of pain with his prediction. When this is the case, you can use the tactic of reminding yourself that it will be just as painful, if not more painful, to do that task at a later time or date. So, if you determine that this is something that needs to be done, well then, it's best to bite the bullet. Definition time. Bite the bullet. Decide to do something difficult or unpleasant that one has been putting off or hesitating over. Announcing to the sergeant that you have decided to bite the bullet may actually impress him because of the military history of the phrase. Fun fact time. This soldierly saying comes from the times before they used anesthetics in surgery. So soldiers would be instructed to bite down on a bullet to help them endure the extreme pain during surgery. So yeah, if the sergeant's prediction is legit and it is going to be painful, well then, roger that, Sarge. Let's get this over with. Let's rip off the band-aid by starting and finishing this difficult task quickly 
so we can avoid a prolonged period of pain. And if the sergeant is skeptical of this strategy, remind him of Mark Twain's famous quote, If it's your job to eat a frog, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. And if it's your job to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest one first. End of quote. Not sure if this needs further explanation, but the frog Twain is referring to is the task or tasks that you really don't want to do, but need to do. Within that one quote, there are two important techniques that can prove to be effective. Firstly, eat the frog, aka do the difficult task, first thing in the morning. Not only is it nice to have the frog eating behind you as you move into your day, but also we usually have our highest levels of mental and physical energy in the morning. So that makes the morning, for many, the prime time to eat that frog. Now, not all people tend to feel froggy first thing in the morning. If you or your child is one of these people, identify what times and on what days you have your highest levels of energy. And then what you do is, with that understanding of self, you can start to schedule the most difficult or painful tasks for your own personal power periods of productivity. So that was the bite the bullet technique. Now moving on to a next level tactic. See if you can actually find a way to enjoy the process of doing the thing that you need to do. Crazy. Crazy, I know. But think about it. If you didn't agree so much with the sergeant's assertion that you hate doing that task, well then, he wouldn't have such a convincing case. Looking at another four-letter word that starts with H that isn't hate, we can have such a strong avoidance reaction when we feel like we have to do something. And in turn, we have a tendency to hate things that we have to do. A cognitive technique to avoid being duped by the sergeant is to remind yourself that you don't have to do anything. Removing the have to is likely to remove the hate. To put the sergeant in his place, we can replace the have to with a I am choosing to. Using a perspective of choice can produce a bit of calm and provide some much-needed confidence. Or you can even take this reframe a step further by replacing the have to with a get to. That one right there, that one, that one really confuses and frustrates the sergeant. Now, I know it may be difficult, but the ultimate counterattack, the one that will leave Sergeant Payne predictor shaken in his boots, is to employ gratitude with this get to exercise. That could look something like this. I'm going to sit here and think about washing the dishes later tonight when I get home. And guess who marches up? That's right, Sergeant Payne Predictor. And he says, Private, you hate doing the dishes. Avoid the agony. Okay. All right. Thank you, Sergeant, for that calm and collected comment. And then after thanking him, I, I, I could remind the Sergeant his comment and command was actually incorrect. Actually, Sergeant, I don't have to do the dishes. This is, in reality, a get-to. I get to do the dishes, Sergeant. 
than to prove that this is a get-to, I am going to think of three reasons why I'm fortunate to get to do the dishes. Okay, for starters, the dishes are probably dirty because there was food on them. Yeah, I am lucky enough to have food to eat. Second, look how fancy I am. I ate said food off a dish. That's right. I own dishes. Dishes of different sizes for different foods. I even have some more formal fancy dishes that never get used, but are there just in case the queen decides to stop by the condo. And thirdly, I have running water. That's right. Warm running water that helps to clean the dish. And, I know I already did three, but the get-tos just keep going once I think about it. I get to do the dishes because I'm able to get up. I'm not bedridden. And I can walk over to the sink. Ambulatory I am. Look at that. And then, I will stand over that sink and move my upper body to clean those dishes. So that's how that tactic could look. We can all use this approach. We can all inch our way up the pleasure to pain spectrum in a positive direction by acknowledging choice. But we don't need to stop in the bearable region of this spectrum. We are capable of progressing towards a perspective of gratitude by remembering that this is a get-to and not a have-to. Speaking of get-to's, It is so important to remember that we get to choose the frame we hang on any given task. We get to choose our perspective. And get this, a study showed that people are prone to procrastination are more likely to start on a task when they thought it was a game. So in this experiment, the task was a puzzle. And for one group, the scientists described the puzzle as a cognitive evaluation. And for the other group, It was described as a game. And get this, the chronic procrastinators started the puzzle just as quickly as anyone when it was described as a game, but took significantly more time to start when it was described as a cognitive evaluation. That's right, we get to choose our perspective. And the perspective we choose is so important in determining whether we procrastinate, or produce. To close, I'm going to share a quote from Neil Donald Walsh. This is a quote that Sergeant Payne Predictor despises. The quote is this, The struggle ends when gratitude begins. Up next, come get to know the next member of the Procrastination Posse, the Postponing Planner. <laughs> 